seconds left. Hardy with six. Hardy on Brown. Hardy with three. With two. Hardy reverse slam is gone. 1.2 left. St. John's 12 with 14 from the field in this second half. Hans again. Also in the ball game. Champagne, you're kidding me! Another three for Julian Champagne. You are now listening to the Eye of the Storm podcast. What's going on, Johnny Nation? Welcome to episode 36 of the Eye of the Storm podcast. My name is David Barov, and as they say, a win is a win is a win. In front of Spike Lee at Madison Square Garden, the Johnnies went on a roller coaster without their pit bull point guard, Posh Alexander. Announced prior to the game that he'd missed his second straight contest with a left ankle injury, along with Rafael Pinza not seeing any game action recovering from his own ankle injury, the Johnnies would have to claw their way to a 75-73 win. Yes, you are supposed to win this game. Yes, you should be worried about the 14-0 run they gave up to Georgetown heading into the half. Yes, they didn't play particularly well throughout the game. And yes, it shouldn't have come down to the wire to walk out of the garden with a win over a team that just has one win in the conference. All of that can be true. And yet we can still find the positive in this win. Sometimes you just have to win ugly. Sometimes you just have to find a way to grit out a win. Sometimes a win like this is exactly what a team who is looking for their identity and purpose needs. Sometimes you just need a moment like this. Curbelo scanning it with seven. Curbelo to Storr. AJ Storr. Madness at the Garden. Timeout, Georgetown. A Storr is born. A Storr was indeed born yesterday afternoon inside Madison Square Garden as AJ Storr propelled the Johnnies to a 75-73 win friend of the program and the great John Fanta with the call who knows you might hear that in the intro next year but yes after the performance against Creighton where we all collectively saw a team that was beaten down and given up it was nice to just see these guys do the opposite late in the game this team clearly did not give up this time they clearly fought back they clearly banded together and they fought back from being down nine in the second half now look Georgetown made plenty of mistakes of their own eight of their 15 turnovers came in the second half and we're not going to sit here and go nuts over a win over georgetown we are not going to write letters we're not going to you know go have a ticker tape parade this was something that you were supposed to do this was a win on the schedule when you looked at it and sure you don't plan on not having posh alexander you don't plan on not having rafael pinza but it doesn't matter these are the games that you have to win st john's did that They won the game, and that's what matters. So we do need to talk about the negatives, and we will, and we will look at the positives as well. But most of all, to me, the biggest thing to take away from this game was in a game that you absolutely could not lose, you won. And in a game where you didn't have your leader and point guard, Posh Alexander, you still found a way to win. When you didn't have your sophomore who is having a somewhat of a breakout season and is a reliable shooter and three-point shooter, you didn't have him either to an ankle injury. You found a way to win despite of that. So let's look at what happened here, right? St. John started well. I thought similar to the Creighton game, the offense was there and they were getting good looks. Dylan Adai Wusu and AJ Storr quickly made their mark on 
the game. St. John's is hitting the three. Dylan Adaiwusu had two early. David Jones was hitting a three. And I thought that they were playing well. I thought they played controlled. I thought they didn't play too fast. And I think that they realized that they were down two guards in Posh Alexander, Rafael Pinzon. And so they weren't going to try and push the pace that much early on. You know, they, they play at a top 10 pace in the country. So they kind of took a back seat. And I think that that also is the reason why we didn't see too much of the press, especially in the first half. You saw it a little bit in the second half, and that's what helped St. John's come back and win the game. But I think that all of that was part of the decision-making from the coaching staff to try to maybe not burn out the guys early on. I thought Kobe King played some really impressive minutes in the first half. And St. John's would go up 10 points early against Georgetown. You thought, all right, man, you know what? This is a game that they're supposed to win, and they're imposing their will early. Kobe King would help them get to that 10-point lead. He had a three in the corner. Then he had a jumper from the top of the key. He assisted on a a bucket by Andre Curbelo. And St. John's got to that 10-point lead. But that 10-point lead quickly became one. How quickly? In two minutes and eight seconds. And eventually, because of three turnovers and an exclamation point by a Brandon Murray three at the buzzer at halftime, St. John's would be on a receiving end of a 14 to nothing run to end the half, and it was 39-34 going into the half with Georgetown leading. Same old Johnnies giving up a run going into the half. Where have we seen this before? The Villanova game, the Xavier game, the Marquette game, the Seton Hall game. Halftime, you're walking around the corridors and the terrace and you're talking to your friends and you're like what are we going to do? How are you down by this many points at halftime? How are you down at all? How did you give up a 14-0 run to Georgetown? What are we going to do? What's going to happen after the game? Everybody is speculating. Oh my God, are you going to be a laughing stock in the media again? St. John's had to get it together and they had to get it together quickly. St. John's comes out of the break and AJ Store gets an assist to Joel Soriano for the first points of the half, but Georgetown would continue to add to their four-point lead. I thought that Joel Soriano needed to get involved more in the second half he certainly did i think that we've seen this far too often this year is that joel soriano has all these monster games and he does so much in such a short period of time but there's been times where st john's does not get him early enough looks he doesn't get the ball enough he doesn't touch it enough and then you kind of have to sit back and wonder hey why hasn't joel gotten the ball they really need to make an emphasis to get joel soriano the ball and they finally do that and you see good things happen so joel soriano did get involved early and often in the second half he would be a big catalyst for St. John's rallying back from being down nine points in the final eight minutes. In a game that we did not have Posh Alexander, he was seen walking around in a walking boot for that left ankle injury. We are not sure if he will be back for the game against Seton Hall on Wednesday, but from who I have spoken to, there is a little bit of optimism that he will be back for that game. I'm also told that it is likely that Rafael Pinzon will play in that game. So we will wait and see on Posh Alexander. But in a game without Posh Alexander, which I think was super important to remember. Now, Primo Spears, the Duquesne transfer for Georgetown, had a monster game, 25 points. He was getting whatever he wanted. He was killing St. John's all game. But if you think about it, if you have Posh Alexander in this game, what are the odds that Primo Spears is getting all these shots off? What are the odds that he doesn't have a guy like Posh Alexander right up in his face, guarding him and not giving him such an easy time? Does does that mean that Primo Spears has 15 instead of 25? I, I would say that it's a better chance than not. So, 
Posh Alexander is out. So what do they do? St. John's is going to lean on their other guard from our savior Lutheran High School. Dylan Adaiwusu, I thought, was great in this game. 15 points, three rebounds, four assists, just one turnover. What have we talked about with Dylan Adaiwusu? Every time he is on the ball and playing guard or he's asked to be a lead guard, he turns the ball over or he's just not great as the lead ball handler. I thought he was really strong in this game yesterday. 15 points, most of that coming from three. He was really in instrumental in the comeback with 636 left in the game aj store put his fingerprints on the comeback as he flew through the air stealing a brandon murray cross-court pass and finishing at the rim through contact for a foul and one this would be part of a 10-0 run that the Johnnies would go on that would eventually tie the game and eventually win. David Jones would pick up where AJ Store left off from here, and he would score eight of his 17 points in the final four minutes with strong takes to the rim. I'll get to Jones in a second. But David Jones would hit two free throws to put St. John's up by two before a corner three by Bryson Muzone fell and Georgetown was up one. When Georgetown hit this shot to go up one, I was a beaten man. You could see that shot going in from a mile away. How many times have we seen this movie? But man, Georgetown goes up by one. 18 seconds left. The Johnny's got to figure it out. One possession. How many times have we seen this before? Hard to be hopeful in a situation like this when we have seen so many turnovers and misses in these exact situations. What play do they draw up? What do we do? 18 seconds left on the clock. Mike Anderson, TJ Cleveland, Van Macon, Shoes Vitrone. What are you guys doing to get us the win? What are you going to draw up for these guys? So they break the huddle. They get out there. 18 seconds left on the clock, and Georgetown is in a zone. First time all game. Patrick Ewing calls zone in which after the game he said he wanted to throw something different at St. John's. They didn't have a timeout. St. John's didn't have a timeout, so they couldn't stop it and regroup. And then this happened. Carbello scanning it with seven. Carbello to Store. AJ Store. Madness at the Garden. Timeout, Georgetown. A Store is born. Andre Corbello gets the ball on the right side of the baseline. He drives, and Georgetown has three guys collapse on him. Corbello finds an open store who drains the three and sends the Garden into an absolute frenzy. 11,000 fans standing on their feet going nuts. The only person who didn't react, funny enough, is the guy who hit the shot, AJ Store. He looked like a senior or a wily NBA vet who has done that a billion times before, even though it was only his second game at Madison Square Garden with St. John's. Funny enough, after the game, he said, it's not my first game-winning shot. It's on the college level, but it's the same. The shot went in. That's, that's some incredible poise to have as a freshman in college. Now, putting the spotlight back on myself for a second, I felt like AJ Store in that moment. When he hit the shot, I barely reacted. To be honest, I was terrified of Georgetown getting the ball back with over four seconds on the clock. Primo Spears was killing us all game. I thought that he was going to get the ball. I thought that the last play would be drawn up for him. For some reason, that wasn't the case. Now, Andre Corbello tips the ball to get some more time off the clock. And then it's Primo Spears inbounding the ball. He inbounds the ball instead of having the shot made for him. So he gets the ball into Bryson Mazzone. He catches the ball cleanly. He pump fakes. Andre Corbello and Dylan Daiwusu bite and go flying past him. And he ends up getting a fantastic look for the game-winning three. But it rims out as Johnny Nation breathes a collective sigh of relief. I was thanking my lucky stars. You couldn't lose this game. I did not want to lose that game in that kind of a fashion. Thank God AJ Store got his garden moment. 
And man, what a moment it was for the kid, for the freshman. And there is absolutely no reason why he is not going to have many more big garden moments. I absolutely am so happy for him. After the game, Mike Anderson said of AJ Store, he likes to score. But at this level, you have to be able to stop people as well. That's what's changed for him. He has stuff you can't teach, and you're starting to see it on display out on the floor. Obviously, Mike Anderson talking about his defense, and now he's actually adding to more things in the box score, like rebounds, assists, and steals, and we'll get to that in a second. AJ is a gym rat. I've mentioned it before on this podcast all season. He is in the gym before games, after games. During Christmas break, he was back in Chicago. He was in the gym right away. He's always, always working. AJ said after the game, I knew things were eventually going to go well in regards to him not playing early on. He continued to say, I just stayed positive and I stayed in the gym. Yes, he did. Now, AJ store early on was only scoring points. I'm not talking about in this game, but in general this season. And that was, that was why he was averaging only about 12, 13 minutes a game. In the game against Georgetown, seven rebounds, five assists, four steals to go with 12 points. The seven rebounds, five assists, and four steals, all career highs. This coming off a game against Creighton where he had 23 points, a career high. To me, his assists were the most impressive for me. Obviously, the game-winning shot was awesome, but his assists were great. He was cutting. He was dumping passes off to Omar Stanley and Joel Soriano for easy look. He looked really comfortable out there. And so it comes as no surprise on Monday morning, it was announced that the Big East awarded AJ Store with his second Freshman of the Week award, and it was absolutely well-earned. Let's just go through some of our other Johnnies in this game. Joel Soriano struggled in the first half. He did better in the second, but it was a off night. Now, listen, you'll take an off night that reads 12 points and 15 rebounds any day of the week. But Joel did struggle from the free throw line, 6 out of 10, and he did credit his teammates after the game for keeping him in the game and really not letting the off night hurt him. I thought that Sajons did a really good job of going to the line in the second half. I thought that was one of the keys. Now, listen, missing the free throw is another issue. St. John's took 16 free throws in the second half after only taking one in the first half. Unfortunately, of those 16, they only made 10. So 58% from the line is not going to cut it. And if they lost this game, you know that's what we would have pointed to. But they have to get this free throw situation under control. It's been a problem all year. It was a problem last year. You got to shoot free throws. You got to shoot a thousand of them in practice. A positive. St. John's was 7 of 17 from deep. 41%. 41%. Four by Wusu, one by King, one by David Jones, and one, of course, that we all heard, saw, and rewatched by AJ Store. Somebody play Counting Crows. Welcome back, Mr. Jones. David Jones, welcome back. Your best game in over a month, probably since Xavier in Queens. 17 points, seven rebounds, two assists, one block. 12 of his 17 came in the second half, eight of which he scored in a row in the final four minutes to help St. John's get the win. David Jones was going to the paint and getting high percentage looks. What have we talked about over the last month that David Jones has been doing poorly? Taking really bad, stupid, long shots from three early in the shot, clock he was a little more calculated in the second half here i thought he took much better looks i thought he was aggressive around the rim he was getting rebounds and i think that when he is engaged clapping his hands encouraging his teammates which he really did a lot at the garden on sunday he is a weapon he just needs to be smarter in how he is using his own skill set he's got a great shot from three when his feet are set but those transition threes from 35 feet away 
That's not it. The David Jones that we saw in the second half at Madison Square Garden on Sunday was the David Jones that I think St. John's fans have wanted and thought they were getting when he transferred from DePaul. We saw it early on in the non-conference schedule where he was playing great. We've seen it here and there in Big East play, but for the most part, David Jones has been MIA. Hopefully, this is the David Jones that we get in February and March. He did have three turnovers in the first half and one in the second. The three turnovers in the first half were just backbreaking and silly. He has a problem with putting the ball on the floor. He gets it stolen from him. He dribbles it off of his leg. So he just needs to be a little better in when he's putting the ball on the floor. Overall, though, an amazing game by David Jones. He really helped St. John's get the win, and we really needed that from him. So, yes, St. John's does get the win, 75-73. They squeak by Georgetown at Madison Square Garden, and they improve to 14-8 on the year and go 4-7 in the Big East. It was not pretty, but they got the win. Now, bottle this team collective effort, this grittiness, this fight for each other, this fight to win the game and come back on in Madison Square Garden and bring it to Queens on Wednesday. It's going to be a red out at Carneseca Arena. They're giving out t-shirts. Everybody wear red. You have to get revenge against Seton Hall. Seton Hall hasn't played at Carnesec Arena in a long time. Shaheen Holloway and his bunch are coming to Queens at 8.30 on Wednesday. Seton Hall is fifth in the Big East right now. They're 13-9, and nine, and they beat your brains in. 88-66 in the Prudential Center. So if you're not wanting a little bit of revenge going into this game, it's time to check your pulse. It's Kadari Richmond and Alamir Dawes coming to Queens with the Seton Hall Pirates to take on St. John's as they look for win number 15. Get a little bit of revenge on February 1st, 8.30 p.m. in Queens. I'll see you there. Let's see if St. John's can put a little winning streak together and get things back on track. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Eye on the Storm podcast. Go Johnnies!